To Beyond, Beyond the, the Void. Horror Podcast. That's right. It's episode 288. This week, we're going to be picking up some uh, Northern Ireland and uh, Scottish films that are, you know, from the 2000s. They're about 10 years apart, but uh, they both have a very familiar tone about them, this dark, sort of bleak tone about them. One of the movies is Isolation from 2004, 2005. And the other movie is... Let Us Pray from 2014. Yeah. So we got one movie about science gone wrong and another movie that's bleak and dark about some sort of religious stuff or myths or... I don't know. I don't know either, but they're both kind of interesting. We thought we haven't seen them in a while. I've seen them both before. Christina's never seen either of them. Nope. But she just so happened to pick Isolation last week. Which would have gone perfect with Black Sheep. I don't know. Yeah, probably, but it's a, eh, I don't know. Might have been too much. No. Uh, One's a comedy, one's serious. uh, Same sort of structure. uh, Genetic engineering gone wrong. (laughs) <laughs> it reminds me of that lady with the microphone. Where are like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> I don't know what you're where talking about. Where she's singing, somebody just put in her, made it seem like she's just like doing that. Anyway. <laughs> if anybody knows what I'm fucking talking about, um, I know I'm old and memes are still very dear to me, but whatever. Fuck you guys. Let me live a little, okay? It's not fucking dates and fucking raisins time for me, all right? I don't need to go to bed at seven o'clock. I go to bed at dates I, and raisins. Yeah, like what? old people eat. Old people eat that shit. To I get eat the, dates and raisins. Uh, that's because you're fucking old. <laughs> not like me. <laughs> I eat dates and raisins. <laughs> you need to eat dates. So, <laughs> so you. So I you don't poop. know why that is so funny to me. I don't know why either. I, yeah. <laughs> I eat dates and raisins. You're in a goofy mood today. Yeah, whatever. Fuck it. It's better than a bad mood, huh? Yeah, I guess. Come take the wild Alex ride. <laughs> where it's either happy or extremely sad. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> so bipolar. <laughs> you me loading a shotgun while I'm laughing. <laughs> well, we are going to be off next week. Just put a note on the screen like, hey, play this, put this up on this channel and like leave instructions. You know, but then uh-huh. my computer will shut off because it's not on 
screensaver no one will ever know the mystery of christine and alex and beyond and going beyond the void because J- what we were trying to do is we figured out this algorithm that would allow us to tap into beyond the void like literally in the void and we decided that we were going to do this ritual and then uh, it's a ritual you know murder suicide <laughs> Jesus. And then, yeah. We Why didn't you tell me about this? Well, because it's a surprise. Now you're just gone crazy. It's a real surprise. <laughs> no, it just sounds like a really cool, interesting story, right? Like, No. Like somebody like. Not at all. Like they Keep fi- your religion to yourself. They find some crazy shit and they're on a podcast and they decide that they're going to tap into it. And while recording it, they leave this infectious fucking episode that causes people to go fucking crazy after they've tapped into the void because it's it's a place that human minds can't even comprehend or perceive. And the show Beyond the Void, apropos as it may be, is, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come on, guys, stand up for me here. I, I think I got a pretty decent idea. You know, I'm just writing from perspective. And I think that's the best place to write from is your own personal experiences, because then it it comes out as actually authentic rather than some bullshit. Although, you know, some people I'm sure hyper uh, fantasize about their positions in life and think that they're bigger than they really are. So I guess maybe I could be that guy. But I never really think of myself as like something do i like do i act that way no okay yeah so <laughs> because they are the i don't know where you're going with this you know what i'm talking about you've seen the podcast no, i said you've i seen don't the shows. know where you're going with this i'm trying to show you that we're going <laughs> to open a portal to another dimension and it's going to be a murder suicide i'm trying to give you a hint here Christina. it's okay i'm fine <laughs> I'm totally kidding, guys. It's a joke. It's a joke. I was just getting into character. You're trying to like get me. We're going to true crime. Yeah, like, like we go into fantasy true crime. You know, like it's <laughs> like beyond the crime. Uh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, is that so wrong? I mean, like <laughs> honestly. Like, I feel like I could, like, put some music to the background of that whole story I was saying. Maybe <laughs> add this in, Alex. Uh, not the character Alex, but the actual editor Alex. Me, in other words. <laughs> Sorry, I get mixed oh. up sometimes, guys. The voices are speaking pretty loud. And they all sound the same. <laughs> yeah, they all sound like me. I don't know why, but I guess. <laughs> They're all named Alex? Yeah. One of them's called Christina, and she's just a figment of my imagination. Yep. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so uh, we had a great start of this week. Wow, what a wonderful mo- Friday you made, morning you we woke up to. You made an end of the week? Yeah, end of the week, whatever. Start of the end of the world. I mean, it's pretty much the end of society as we speak. <laughs> the government has decided to make this miraculous like, decision to strip away women's rights with Roe v. Wade and overturning it because, you know, they said, well, it wasn't in the Constitution. Spoiler alert. There's a lot of shit that's not in the Constitution, (laughs) but it is in Part 14, Amendment 14. (laughs) If you read the fucking thing instead of talked about it all the fucking time, you'd know that. That's about personal freedoms and human rights. (laughs) But yeah, so I'm real. I've been having a wonderful couple of days trying to put on a smile because <laughs> our country is like next. It's gonna be forced prayer in schools. 
fucking, you know. <laughs> what sucks is for them to hear it again, which I think they will end up having to hear it again. Somebody's going to have to die. Oh, God, Christina. Fucking <laughs> calm down. Uh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, I don't know if any of you out there are willing to do it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> calm the fuck down. Sorry, never mind. It's, it's a little too much right there, <laughs> Christina. She's like, she's got a knife. She's out. like sharpening it as we're talking about no, it. Oh, like, you know. You gotta be prepared. You gotta be prepared for the darkness to take you over. <laughs> <laughs> Let it happen, Christina. Tell us about your plan. <laughs> Shut up. I don't have a plan. What? Sound, I didn't. You sound very Stop. demonic. Stop. <laughs> All right. I'm just trying to make her feel uncomfortable now. Yeah, it works. She's like, I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> in Minecraft. In Minecraft. No, they know that now. They, You know that the FBI, when people say, oh, I would like to, in uh, in a game, like to blank them in a game. Oh, okay. FBI looks into that. So you can't say shit like that. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess you can because look at all the people saying all the things they want and all the stuff happening and nobody gives a shit, I guess. But anyway, back to women's rights. Sorry, women. You're a piece of shit. (laughs) No, I totally disagree with all of it. I'm sorry. I don't like to get political on these things. And if that really offends you that I want to stand up for women who I think are pretty fucking amazing, like Christina here, my mother. Okay. All these people who have been strong fucking people in my life who've been there and supported me. Um, yeah, I want to stand up for their rights, too, because uh, if it wasn't for a lot of really great women in my life and some bad ones, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but the good ones made my life a lot better. And I'm going to fucking fight to the end of the <laughs> earth for that shit. So but uh, anyway, yeah, that's my little preachy moment there. So all the conservatives now have left the party. <laughs> They're like, fuck this podcast, trying to push their agenda down my throat. Like, maybe we should say something like, oh, I'm gay. And then they'll be like, oh, no, I can't listen anymore. There's no such thing as gay people in the world. I'm just mad, guys. I'm mad. And I'm just at at the point now where I just don't give a fuck. Like, I respect everybody who has their own opinions for the most part, unless it, it hurts other people. And it, and, it, and it affects my friends and people I care about. That's when it bothers me. Then you, so you, we need to vote people out. Right. But that's not even, I don't want to get into that. That's that I don't want to get into. That's a whole nother layer. Um, but I will say that if you, you know, I respect my friends who believe in and have religions and stuff like that. I have many, I have family members, but I just got to say that the worst of you Really making shit fucking difficult for people right now. And it upsets me a little bit. It makes me hard to defend. So now that we've cleared the entire uh, fandom of Beyond the Void. (laughs) I think it might be that time. Time to go Beyond the Void, Christina. I don't know what to say. I'm loading the shotgun. Stop. Let's just say it. I think it might be that time. What time is it? Horror shots! I think we all need a drink after that intro. (laughs) Even the dog's scared. (laughs) (laughs) You ready to go beyond the void, dog? Murray, you can go beyond the void? You can go see the demons? Okay. (laughs) 
Sorry, guys. I, none of this is serious. I'm just in a wacky, fucking weird mood. You are in a weird mood. I, it's weird. I'm just like, I'm just in a fuck it mood. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, there was the moments where I used to get drunk and we would just get wild, you know? Oh, when you threw out, threw up out the window of the car? No, that's not. When I was that's driving? Not, that's not a good time, Christina. Getting, <laughs> getting wild isn't puking. When you passed out in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, all right. And- <laughs> look. All right. Enough. Yeah. You remember when you, uh, we're uh, puking on yourself and you yep. at the club five times. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, five separate. So occasions. now that you guys are thirsty, uh, we do have a shot for you this week, and it is. It smells good. It's actually, yeah, it does smell good. But I gotta be honest, the way this thing looks, uh, well, doesn't look so good. Yeah, we kind of debated calling this shot the uh, the stranger. Well, we're calling this shot the stranger, but we were gonna add a little thing on the end. In your mouth. <laughs> oh my God. But we decided just to keep it the stranger because in the movie, Let Us Pray, P-R-E-Y, there is a guy that is very mysterious in this movie and he comes to town to basically teach everybody about their own bad things that they've done in their life. And so we made a shot based around it. Now the character of the man who plays the mysterious man or whatever is played by... Liam Cunningham, who is a Scot. There's a lot of Scots in this movie, even though it's kind of like an Irish Scottish film. Um, so we decided to call this The Stranger based on him. And some of the ingredients are Butterscotch 99. Of course, bringing it back. Always 99. <laughs> You're going to put a half a shot of Butterscotch 99. You're also going to do a fourth of a shot or a fourth of an ounce of... Butterscotch liqueur. Snop, schnapps, basically. Butterscotch schnapps. So it's an extra dose of that. And then you top it off with a fourth of sweet, sweet cream. cream. So or, like basically coffee cream or sweet cream. We use Chobani. Yeah, creamer, because that's what we have. Chobani's really good, by the way, if you like, like an all-natural like creamer, which is really good. doesn't have like like cancer in it basically it's not terribly expensive yeah it's pretty good but we we added these three ingredients and i gotta be honest it looks like a cum shot (laughs) oh i'm so excited i'm I'm definitely not excited to taste the uh the stranger semen in this floating cloudy water yeah you ready (laughs) no it's butterscotch let's take it i know cheers Oh, hey. Not too bad. It doesn't taste too bad. Good job, Liam. Excellent providing uh, the shot for us today. Appreciate that. Light on the cream. Ugh. The cream's good. It kind of like mellows it out a little bit. (laughs) The man cream. Stop. (laughs) I'm sorry, guys. I am just, this is just going to happen. Just let it happen, all right? <laughs> anyway, so yeah, if you would like to try a stranger from the movie, let us pray from 2015. All you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section now. That's it for horror shots. All right, guys. So now we're going to jump into our flesh and potatoes of our reviews of Isolation from 2004 and Let Us Pray from 2014. We're going to go ahead and do that right now.
All right, Christina, go ahead and kick it off. All right, isolation. On a remote Irish farm, five people become unwilling participants in an experiment that goes nightmarishly wrong. Mm. Tagline, a horror film set on a lonely farm in rural Ireland. That is not a good <laughs> tagline at yeah. all. By the way, that this the is a, a Lionsgate film. Not to be confused with the recent 2021 pandemic anthology with Larry Fessender. Yeah. It's a different one. Oh, just so I you didn't... know. What? This is 2004. I just want to be clear on it because there's two isolation movies. The other one's about the pandemic? Yes, that's pretty essentially what it is about. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. This is written and directed by Billy O'Brien. Mm. He also did I Am Not a Serial Killer from 2016. Yes, with uh, with uh, the doc from uh, Back to the Future. Right. Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. He also did Sintella 2014. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. And then- <laughs> okay. And then we have starring John Lynch, who plays Dan. He was in Boys from County Hell from 2020. Remember? Oh, yeah, I really like that movie. I forgot that was where he, I saw him from. He okay. was also in Hardware from 1990. Nice. Cintella. He was in Black Death from 2010. The Banishing from 2020. And he was also in My Guilty Pleasure, The Secret Garden from 1993. The Secret Garden. Is that the Let's Peter Jackson with- movie or whatever? Mm, uh, uh, no. Let's- that's the one where I'm thinking about the girls where they like killed their family or something like that. No, and they went to- it wasn't that one. This one I actually have it on VHS. Okay. Because we used to run. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty good uh, group of uh, movies he's been. Yeah, in. yeah, definitely. Oh, everyone has in this. Oh my god. And mm. we also have we also have Sean Harris who plays Jamie. He was in The Banishing. From 2020, a Mission Impossible Rogue Nation and Mission Impossible Fallout. Mm. He was recently in that Spencer movie about Princess Diana. Uh-huh. He was in The Green Knight. Which we watched, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, that was a good movie, The Green Knight. Yeah, it wasn't, it's not something I watch a lot. Right. But... Uh, he was also in Possum from 2018 and Prometheus from hmm. 2012. I think I remember Possum, him and Possum. It was I... a weird movie. Yeah. We also have Ruth Nega, who plays Mary. Yep. She was in the show Preacher. That's where we remember. A hundred percent. She's like, she speaks English in that, like regular English, like American English. Right. Which is just weird. She does a really good job of it. She was also in The Misfits, that show. Uh Uh-huh. She was also in Loving, Agents of Mm S.H.I.E.L.D., Passing, and she was also in World War Z. Okay. She was a doctor in World War Z. Yeah, she's kind of blown up a little bit. She's a big uh, actress. Mm -hmm. We also have Marcel Lurz, who plays John. He was in the original Mission Impossible. Huh. He was also in Interview with a Vampire. Well, of course, because all all vampires are British, right? Any kind of historical movie is always British, right? Yes, I don't know. <laughs> or was, Irish or something, you know. He was also in Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, and he was in The Cave from 2005. Yeah, let me clarify that. He is not British. I'm saying that they always use, like, British, Irish, and Scottish voices for, like, historical movies, if you've ever noticed. Like, there's always some sort of accent involved, you know? Okay. Okay, thanks. <laughs> there you go. I, I, I don't know what to say. Thanks for backing me up. Appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, hell of a wingman. Uh, this had a budget of $2.9 And Alex, what did you think of Isolation? It's pure shit. I don't like it. Um, okay. No, no. So pure this is, garbage. <laughs> this is one of those movies that I like to call kind of like that dire, dark atmosphere that you get. If you're looking for a movie that doesn't really shy away from those types of hopeless 
kind of moments in movies that just there's not really a lot of happiness involved in these kind of movies. This might be the itch that you've been looking to scratch. For me, it's it's nice to take a detour from some of the silly, more stupid movies that we tend to watch a lot. Mosquito. Yeah, you know, I like I feel like we've gotten our fill on that a little bit. Right. And, you know, just dive headfirst into some of the serious kind of more, uh, you know, horror takes. So it just f- feels like we've been seeing a lot of like silly ones as of late anyway. So but regardless, this is a movie about science experiments gone wrong on cows. Pretty typical story kind of when it comes to that. But this is also a creature feature film with a lot of effects about this science experiment going absolutely wrong. It messes with animal genes to make them better and they get a fucking biological fucking killing machine or machines. We I won't say that hunt you down, eat you, spit you out, chew you up, spread it around further even, which is kind of cool. The movie's title is also pretty apropos because it takes place in this very isolated farm with very few characters in the middle of the rain all the time, which is very dark and bleak on top of it. And the way they shot it is kind of like that bluish gray tone that you always get that almost looks like mm-hmm. like it's shot in black and white almost. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. It's just wet, cold, rainy all the time, which adds to kind of the vibe of the movie, which... You know, this isn't too bad of an attempt at at a good vibe, by the way. It definitely had my interest very early on. And, you know, it has a couple of shaky moments and where it kind of strings it along a little too, takes a little too long to get to some of the moments, but it's not too bad. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I still think it's a good movie overall. Some of the dialogue in the first and third act that kind of slows it down a little bit, but nothing too bad, in my opinion. You're treated to a creature that they never really fully showed to you right away. So I think they did an expert job on what I think is best when you're doing a creature feature, which is introducing a monster. You don't just show it and all of its balls hanging out, you know, because mm-hmm. then your mind starts to size up the creature, what it is, where to attack it, where to, you know, basically try to survive. And that's kind of a spoiler, you know, like it's kind of like a, a mood spoiler, if you will. They do an excellent job of that in this movie, which I really appreciate. If you're going to if you're going to do a movie about science experiment gone wrong, you don't want to reveal the whole fucking thing anyway. It's like, what the fuck? You don't need to size this thing up. You just need to be horrified by it, which I think the director and the DP and everyone did a really great job with. Uh, the sound design was actually pretty good with the, the, the creature effects and stuff like that. It sounded really good, really nasty, slushy, slurpy, fucked up sounds. Cause this gross. Movie, yeah, this movie gets pretty fucking graphic and gross. It's gross, mostly. It's gross. Um, just you're sticking hands in places you just don't want to stick your hands and you're falling in places that you really just don't want to fall into and things like that. In a lot of ways, I can definitely compare this movie to another movie that I really like, but probably a little bit more is Splinter. Although I think Splinter is the better film because it has better practical effects and it's much more entertaining. In general. Yeah, in general. Yeah, it's just it really kind of goes for the I think it probably had more money, too. Mm -hmm. But overall, this is, you know, it's not as good as Splinter, but it has, you know, that elements of Splinter, the thing. Some people even call it like aliens on a farm. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. It's a 50-50 shot if you might like it or love it. 
Uh, I think it's a pretty decent film. I don't think it's going to win everybody over and make you go out and buy it right away. But if you kind of like those movies that kind of float between a six and an eight, that's kind of what you're going to get here because it's nothing really, it's not like breaking the mold on anything. It's just familiar stuff that they're kind of putting in a different place. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. The performances in it are actually definitely pretty believable. It's it's not the best acting I've ever seen, but it's pretty damn good. It pushes the movie along. Uh, especially you see Ruth Nega, who is from Preacher, right, we mentioned. Uh, I think she does a good job. Actually, everybody does a pretty damn good job of being believable when the horror strikes. Right, I'd probably give this one like a 6.5, maybe a 7. You know, it's it's right on the cusp. and It's a rewatchable film, I think. But there isn't a whole ton of like stuff that blows your mind to come back as frequently on. But overall, it's a pretty straightforward, pretty solid indie for a first feature film. Right? Right. Well, this is his first feature. I can't even remember. Yes. Pretty sure. I thought it so. Was, he did some shorts and then this was his first feature. Okay. But yeah, there isn't a whole ton of freaking stuff going on, but that's okay. It does have a lot, but it's bones. I think that the bones of this movie are pretty solid and the meat that they offer on the bones is a familiar taste, but it's still enough enough. to have a nice meal, so to speak. So you won't feel completely ripped off by the end. That's why I say 6.5, maybe a seven. Sevens are typically around that area for me. They're like, hey, I like this This is a unique idea. They didn't really have the money or the budget or the the story to really pull off a great movie, but it's just, it's good enough to watch. Mm -hmm. So uh, the movie is on Tubi, by the way, guys, for you to watch for free, or I found a copy in 480p, so just like DVD quality, on YouTube if you don't want any commercials. Just FYI. Mm -hmm. But you'll have to look it up. I think it's uh, 20 or 2004. So you got to type Isolation 2004. IMDb is doing that thing again where it says 2004 and then the artists who made the movie didn't really air it until 2005 for everybody to see, but it was in the festivals in 2004. So they say 2004, 2005. That happens a lot of times when we're talking about these movies. So, Uh, but you'll figure it out. You can find it. So, Christina. Oh, hi. Uh, Oh, yeah, you're here. I'm here. Hello. Hello. What did you think? Uh, The creature effects are pretty gross. And I like how the creature effects change. Yeah, they mutated. They mutated rapidly throughout the whole movie. Mm -hmm. It was it was like progression, which made it different, you know, throughout the whole movie. Sure. Yeah. Um, it was suspenseful enough, but it was slow paced to the point where the suspense didn't work for me. Oh, God. God. So splotchy. Yeah. yeah I, I felt that, but it, I didn't think it was that bad. It was bad for me. Okay. Well, you don't really know much. I know. I'm, a- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're totally kidding. Um, I do think, uh, I think a better title <laughs> to this movie would be The Vampire Cow. But I, I don't I don't think they, <laughs> I don't know about that, yeah. I don't think if, you know if you've seen the movie you know what I'm talking about. But anyway, I give six out of ten. Okay, all right, that's fair. I think uh, you know, kind of also reminds me now that I'm thinking of it, the movie Alien Predator or Falling Skies. I think they called it at one point in time too. Mm-hmm. But Alien Predator, which I have a copy of, is about this like satellite that falls into Spain, and there's like these two kids, there's three kids from like America who work on films. And they're like stuntmen and they're trying to like get their career started and they're touring Spain and they happen to stop into this town (laughs) 
in the middle of this whole fucking like satellite disaster, which a, a, a like an alien or biological creature comes out and starts fucking like hiding in cows and eating them and like Ew. hiding in people and shit like that. And it's actually kind of cool. It's not the best movie, but it's, you know, there's some pretty cool ideas in it. It's got a pretty decent tone mm-hmm. with a little bit of comedy thrown in, you know, which is a little off putting, but sometimes, yeah. yeah. But anyway, it just reminded me of that. If you guys know what I'm talking about, shout out. Uh, we do have some trivia, not a whole lot, by the way. Uh, in fact, it's only one piece, but we'll go over some of our favorite scenes, some of the things we liked or disliked about it. And uh, yeah, if you don't want anything spoiled, check out the movie, come back or skip to the next movie that we talk about spoiler free. All of the timestamps are located down below. But if you don't want anything spoiled for Here's you, your warning. here is your warning. Motherfucker. So isolation was originally screened at Fantastic Fest in September of 2006. So Where's Fantastic Fest? Think about that. 2006. This is a 2004 movie. So I had some distribution issues. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get the funding, maybe. <laughs> it apparently received three awards at the festival. The Horror Jury Awards for Best Picture and Best Director. And Second Place Audience Award, from uh, which was behind Hatchet at the time, which was coming out. Oh. Yeah, the first Hatchet film wasn't too bad. A little corny, but, you know. I don't remember it. I think this is a much more serious film than Hatchet, though. Um, But that's it. That's all the trivia I had. I I looked around quite a bit, actually, and I could not find anything. Couldn't find interviews of the director. Couldn't find interviews. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. Weird. So I just gave up. What do you want to say about this film that you couldn't say before? Uh, Well, what did you think about the creatures? Now that we can say creatures. Yeah, creature feature. Uh, No, it was cool. I like the how it started in the fetus and then a fetus within a fetus within a fetus. (laughs) Right. Like the baby calves were pregnant. Right. That the cows were pregnant and then the baby calves were pregnant. Within the the cow. Dude, they were like, you know what it kind of reminded me of? This is such a weird. A duck turkey thing? No, like (laughs) kind of like um, shrimp with the shell around them. Oh, yeah, yeah. And if the shell were to open up and flower a little bit, Mm -hmm. it's like these things kind of like would cut you with their shell. Mm-hmm. Because the sharp shell. He does mention, like, the doctor, whoever it is, mentions that there's, like, bones on the outside or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it always has those, like, crunchy, clicky. Like teeth. Almost. Yeah. Like, almost well, they like show teeth. teeth. They show, like, this shell, this harder outer layer of it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make a whole, whole lot of sense. There's no, you really ever, you never see the body of the whole thing. It doesn't make sense how it's even moving around. But right. I would assume they're, like, worms. Well, at the end, it kind of showed the whole thing. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It just seemed kind of odd to me. You know what I mean? Like, But it was cool. It was like so weird and obscure that it kind of passed. Like, you know, that's not an easy thing to do in movies is to kind of lure the audience along without showing them everything just to kind of get the gist. Well, Because it kind see, of is I ridiculous if you get, think about I it. I didn't get that impression of it, though, because I thought... It, it was growing like it was these little baby fetuses and then they right, go but- into the water and then they grow and they kind of show it. They're popping out of the water and then they're eating people. Yeah, but they don't show it, show it like they show the babies. I thought they did. But they don't show them moving around that much. They, you know, there's a couple of scenes that are like a half a second long. They do a lot of really quick edits in this. You know, as it's like moving along and like grabbing onto stuff mm-hmm. like it was like totally if you were to just hold the camera still, you'd be looking at like Ed Wood style fucking octopus on top of a dude 
like fucking acting. You know what I mean? Like, oh, help me. I'm drowning. And they're like wrestling it like an idiot. But mm-hmm. they, the way that they shoot it, I think, is better because they don't want you to see how stupid it looks in real life, <laughs> which is what movie magic is all about. Um, yeah, I think they did a good job there. I, I immediately was pretty happy about a lot of the places that these people go like just the idea of you sticking your fist into a fucking the asshole cavity of a fucking or no not an asshole obviously the vagina of the cow right and then getting bit by something inside is fucking terrifying right i would not want my hand in there let alone to find out that i just got bit by something right in her vagina and I like how when they were they were going through the sonograms, sonograms, right? Uh, that they showed the little calf in there. It had little teeth. Yeah, it's little funny. sucker teeth. It's like, Ugh. And then when the calf was born, it was all fucked up. Yeah, the uh, characters in this were pretty dark too. Like, you, you, it's like funny because like this guy runs this farm. He's getting paid with his friend who's a vet in the area, I guess, who's who asked him to work with her because he had cows. And they're going to do experiments on this and he's going to get paid handsomely for it. He's told that it's fucking harmless, but of course it's not because he's a scientist and all, all scientists, scientists are, are crazy. Bad. Yeah, all bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand this. All I know is God, guns and beer. I don't know no science. <laughs> what is this dinosaur business? How did the bones stay? And if there's a big asteroid, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh. <laughs> I'm being stupid, guys. I'm sorry. You, you should spout off about, you know, the earth being flat. Oh, God. I don't even want to think about that right now. <laughs> I got lost one night. I was, like, up at 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I wake up, and he's like... I'm watching this live TikTok. <laughs> anyway, so where were we at? <laughs> Talking about uh, aliens yeah, and shit. Yeah, fetuses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because we said scientists are bad. That's why. Yeah. Got off tangent. On a tangent. Okay. So, uh, yeah. This scientist is actually pretty bad. He bolts a fucking kid in the back of the head in the movie, which, yeah. which I was like, "Damn, that's pretty graphic." But because you really, they was, really build up the character, this yeah. Jamie character, to like him because these two kids mm-hmm. uh, played well. Jamie and Mary mm-hmm. are in a camper and they stop at this farm and just try to like sleep there. And the farmer comes out and is like, "You can't fucking be here," and they have it off, but. When something happens to one of the cows, he asks the kid to help him. And then you find out they're not so bad kids. And then he right. offers them the place to stay. And boy, was that the wrong decision for them. You know? Because like, they all got infected. Yeah, they all became part of a fucking experiment. Mm-hmm. Which is why the doctor actually shot the kid because he was infected. Dude, he, I think that. And he needed to isolate the property. Right, which that actor did a very good job of being just cold and callous yeah like a very scientific like he, he wasn't like emotional <laughs> about anything right which was kind of unnerving like about his presence right like he had a really good presence in this movie because he would he would be the kind of guy that you couldn't read where you thought he was just being nice but then he would just be like okay now you're dead anyway so what's the sample over here <laughs> you know like what the fuck like that's kind yeah. of scary but he was infected too the, so the, the doctor? doctor really yeah didn't he get infected too i thought he did i thought that the olga the orla veterinarian woman did because she was female see this is the thing i wanted to talk about i think that men who get bit get sick while women who get bit birth get pregnant. they get pregnant 
while men you can't maybe because the men never really had anything come out of their bodies right he didn't really know what the infection would do other than they were getting sick a lot they were puking a lot and they felt generally shit mm-hmm. um but I don't know what it would have been. Maybe they would have changed into one of those things. That would have been kind of interesting. It would have eaten you from the inside out, remember? Is that what he said? Because the other cows, it would get into the other cows and it ate it ate them. Oh, you're right. They weren't all female. There was only one. Right. The females, they would, they would uh, keep alive until mm-hmm. they could birth more. But the males, they would just eat. Right. Okay. Fair enough. I don't know. I just overlooked it, I guess. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on. I don't know what cows are what. I don't know if they're female. I didn't show their genitalia, so I couldn't tell. I thought, aren't all cows female and bulls are male? I don't I guess. I don't know. I, I don't know. I forget. Maybe you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't because know. usually you milk cows. Yeah. You know? I mean, you can milk a bull if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> You milk one every night here. Oh my god! I'm just That's disgusting. Jesus. <laughs> All right, I'm out of control. That's too you much. You are out of control. How did you think about the movie ending and how it ended? Let's talk about that or some other gore uh, scenes. They were in like a sewer. Always in a fucking sewer. And then you, it's kind. It was kind of standard. It, it kind of was like chasing them, and then they have well, to like trap it. They, they, they like trick it. Well, they did a good job of it. You know, like she's under the floorboards, and she's kind of like she sees like a dead calf that had fallen through the boards, and 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 had all these like parasites on it, which was kind of cool. And then it, she bolts it in the head, and blood goes all over her face. Well, oh, that was another thing in the movie that I forgot in the very beginning. When he goes to bolt the calf in the head because there's something oh, wrong with it. He misses. And then he misses and it screams. And it gets like half the head. Oh, and then the mother horrible. cow that just gave birth to it is so upset, upset that it tries to jump the, the railing, railing. And it just rolls over onto its back and dies. Uh-huh. What the fuck? That's fucked. That was a fucked up scene. Oh, all while the fucking calf is screaming and mm-hmm. shit. And then he's like, <laughs> I remember when he pulled the fucking cow out because they're like using this machine <laughs> to yank the, yeah. the calf out. Yeah, like they got it tied to its legs. And I'm like, what if you break its neck trying to pull it but out? Like it that? wasn't breathing when it they pulled him out. So he picked up the calf and he was like swinging it over his head. <laughs> yeah, that's how you shake out the jelly or whatever uh-huh. from their lungs. So, yeah, that's he's funny. swinging it around. I'm like, I thought he was going to yeet it into the fucking like. <laughs> <laughs> into the fucking pillars or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. <laughs> oh, meme jokes. Oh, God, that's terrible. That's not a meme joke. Is it yeet? No, yeet is just a terminology that's been around for like 10 years. I don't know. I don't know, maybe five, six, seven. Okay. Yeah, p- people would say that about cats. They would like throw yeet cats and like. Anything you would throw like carelessly is yeeting. Okay. Skeeting, however, is kind of what we drank. What we drank. Skeet skeet. From the windows. Skeet skeet. To the walls. Skeet skeet. All right, enough. Skeet 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 skeet. So the movie ends though by her going under the floorboards, and then this little creature that's like a mesh of flesh and like clicky clacky fucking shell features or whatever. It tries to like climb on the ceiling which you're wondering how the fuck it's even strong enough to be up there considering how stupid this thing moves 
but it's up there because it is. And it tries to jump down, which reminded me of like the thing a little bit or something, or I don't know, just something along those lines. And she stabs it with like a spear or something and then holds it up into the machinery, which looks so jank. And then it like crushes it in between the gears. Oh, that's right. And you hear it screeching and stuff like that. Then she holds the farmer and he dies in the car, which then she just decides to walk to the fucking hospital, which is like, okay, the fuck are you doing? (laughs) I would have been like, all right, see you later, Dan. Goodbye. Have a good day and push him out. They didn't have Uber back then. No, they didn't have shit back then. That's why I wouldn't walk a hundred miles. They had phones. Yeah, not them. Because anyway, she walked to the hospital three, what was it? 30 days later, you see her in the hospital. She's pregnant. Yeah, and she's like, is it okay? Is it okay? And she's going to sonogram. He's like, it's a perfect, healthy baby. And then they zoom on and it has teeth. You see teeth in the sonogram on her. The little fucking rat bastard that's going to come out and burrowing out of her chest. Okay, we got it. <laughs> I didn't say burying out her. I know, but you were going to. No, that's not what I was. Yes, you were. I I know your mind. You were going to say, you perverted freak. You're a freak. I didn't say it. Suck a D. Anyway, so we do have another movie that we're going to be talking about, and that movie is Let Us Pray Upon the Weak. That's not really what it's called. It's just Let Us Pray from 2015. Held in a remote police station, a mysterious stranger takes over the minds and souls of everyone inside. It's written and directed by Brian O'Malley. Sounds similar to the other one. That's why I get confused. (laughs) This is also his first feature film as the other guy. Uh, He was in, redirected The Lodgers and a few episodes on TV shows like The Ex-Wife and That Dirty Black Flag. This also has writers Fiona Watson that helped along with Brian O'Malley. She helped write an episode of Twisted Tales with him. Also has writer David Carnes, who also is a director of um, a lot of indie shorts, but has also written on a few documentary shorts, Spine Chillers, a TV series, that Twisted Tales TV show episode, and more. Some of the cast we have here is none other than Liam Cunningham, who is pretty popular. He plays the mysterious man, a.k.a. Six. He played Davos in the Game of Thrones. He was also in movies like Camelot, Outcast TV show, The Guars, The Clash of the Titans remake, Centurion, Argento's The Card Player, Dog Soldiers is a big one where I know him from best. Love that movie. We also have Pollyanna McIntosh, excellent actress. She plays the new cop, uh, Rachel, which I mistakenly called the other cop, Rachel, when I was doing all my notes. So That's not good. But she was in big movies like The Woman, where she, holy shit, what a performance in that movie. That fucking movie is crazy. Mm-hmm. Pollyanna McIntosh is nuts in that. She also played in The Walking Dead. She was the lady who owned the junkyard tribe. Oh, Do you remember when, yeah. what's his name, fights that right. zombie with all the pins on its head? Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, she was also in the World Beyond Walking Dead series, too, which the one with the kids. Which we didn't see. Oh, I don't have no idea. She was also in Blood Ride, Tales of Halloween, Offspring, and more. Ah. We also have Brian Larkin, who is the, he's one of the cops in the movie with one of the other girls. He, it goes by Jack. He was in Vikings, the TV show on Prime, London Has Fallen, Chasing the Dragon, 
Shetland TV series. Uh, he does a lot of voice work in video games like Spellforce, Divinity, Original Sin 2, uh, and uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, plus many more. We also have Hannah Stanbridge, who plays Jennifer, the cop. She's like the, the tiny petite girl. She didn't really stay in the industry too much longer after this. She was in a TV series called River City and a movie called Outcast and a few other things. Douglas Russell's also in this movie. He plays Sergeant McGreedy. He was actually in just the new Batman movie as a character called Bitter Nobody. Right. Anybody can point that Side out to character? me? Side character? I guess, but that's mm -hmm. a kind of an interesting name. Uh, maybe he's just this bitter guy that's in the background and just call him <laughs> Bitter Nobody. Uh, anyway, not sure who it is, but if you guys know, let me know. He was also in the movies like Outpost, Rise of the Spetnaz, which is a series and franchise I'd like to go over with you at some point. Uh, we have Outlander TV, Valhalla Rising, and the others. We also have Neil Gregg Fulton, who plays the Doctor in this movie, who was also in Outlander TV, Moondogs, Outlaw King, Malevolent, Dark Road, and more. And uh, with two more, we got Jonathan Watson, who plays the wife beater kind of man who's in the jail cell. He's actually a comedian, sort of, like a comedic actor. Oh. So this is like a different role for him. Apparently, Pollyanna was talking about it in an interview I watched. Mm -hmm. And she said it was really awesome that she not only got to work with him again, but see this darker side to him. Ah. Which I thought was kind of interesting. He's been in stuff like uh, Doctor Who TV series, Two Doors Down, and Naked Video. We also have Brian Vernell, who plays Caesar, the kid. He is movies like Dunkirk, Gangs of London TV show, The Tunnel TV show. He was also in a TV show called Prey after this movie, huh. which is completely separate. Oh, oh, it's probably based on that six guy going and... No, it's not. It's completely separate. I looked. Weird. I know. I was confused by it. Uh, just happened to be the same name. <laughs> oh, okay. So, um, Christine, I couldn't find a you know a budget or anything on it. I know that uh, I think it did show at some uh, festivals and things. But what did you think of it, Christina? Well, Alex, this movie was all over the fucking place. <laughs> it sure is, Christina. Oh my god! Tell me all about it. Everybody is a horrible person in this movie. Yeah. Why, was, why go to hell when all the devils are with you? Am it I right? was very far fetched. Uh, I, to be honest, I kind of lost interest just because I think it was like so much coming at you, but then it was like boring. Okay. If that makes sense. I Not have no really idea. Not really at all. Um, so they, they, they would I wouldn't do... consider spastic boring. <laughs> I would consider it, I know. I would consider it I, overwhelming, maybe? I don't know how else to describe this. Okay, so they had these scenes where they would do like these flashes, like these flashback flashes, and they were really annoying. I think I, I know what it is, Christina. I okay, can tell just by how you're saying it and how you're acting when we were watching it. It was like, let's get on with it already. You've been <laughs> obvious enough. Let's just get on right. with the story. I don't want to drag this out anymore. And it drags. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not that it dragged. It's just that you kind of get in on the kill right away. Right. And you're like, okay, just explain it better now. But they were kind of like leading you around with a carrot. And you're like, come on, man. Just give me the fucking carrot. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. But okay. there was there was good uh, kill scenes and bloody kill scenes. Oh, I yeah. mean, it was shot well. It was good imagery. Yes. Uh, but all these horrible things mm. and that people and it was all happening at once. I don't know. It was just too much. But the moral of the story is religion makes people crazy. 
Well, we okay? may th- it may or may not be about religion, and Christina. And you need to live by the laws of Christina and keep that shit to yourself. Which is why I stay far away from her when she talks about weird shit like this. Yes. Well, I'd never I'll be share. Back. See you guys. That's bullshit. I never share. <laughs> I never share spirituality or religion, my personal stuff with anybody. Yeah, that's not true. You do with me. Well, yeah, but that's different. But it's nobody's business. Okay. If they ask, you know, but it's nobody's business. Don't. She's- Nobody she's cares. A, she's a crystal mommy. Nobody cares if you don't... Uh, we're, we're Jehovah's Witnesses. No one cares that yep. you're Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> Nobody wants to join your goddamn religion, okay? Your cult. Stop sending me letters, okay? I don't know. You seem like the perfect advocate for it, you know what I mean? <laughs> they say that people who get into cults don't really know they're in one. So, I mean, you might be in one right now. What, where? You don't know. Which so. one? Are they paying me? I don't know. But What's going on? Maybe you've planted the seeds for See, your own. See, and then my second rule, my <laughs> second rule is you don't give these people money, okay? okay. Christina, does this have to do with the movie? <laughs> no. Okay. But I'm just saying. Anyway, four out of ten. Okay. Four out of ten. Wow, that's rough. I didn't think it was that bad. I, I, I actually kind of enjoyed this movie. I liked it. Maybe it was just I was in the mood for this kind of thing. But You're in the mood. Maybe. I don't know. It's not as straightforward as the other movie, but also kind of like, yeah, we get it kind of thing. Like I was okay. explaining about what you felt, but I don't know. This movie felt like a identity movie to me in some way. Oh, that makes sense. You know, it's, it's completely different in the story, but, you know, it goes through different characters, uh, you know, individually like that in this one isolated place sort of. That's kind of similar to it. And they call it a round robin with all these different characters. And it's got a lot more going on, obviously, with theology or religion or something than most movies do, but not as much as you would kind of think. And it kind of plays the audience as a little stupid, which I think is what you're experiencing. Okay. You felt like you were like, okay, I get it. You don't have to spoon feed me anymore, Grandpa. Makes sense. You know where you're at. Why did you piss your pants, Grandpa? Anyway. I like how you you compared it to identity. That makes because everyone in that movie was horrible. Right, but you see how they all like individually go through their different things, right? Right, like their different stories, and right. you don't really know what's going on. It's mysterious all the way to the end, for the most part. Identity did a better job. Oh, of course, but yeah. I, I don't know. It's got a pretty great idea in here somewhere. It's interesting but flawed. You know, the characters are interesting, and it makes a world that is interesting the cinematography holy shit right off the fucking bat was some of the most epic shit mixed with like the music and stuff you see the stranger wash ashore on a fucking like literal cliffs and just get up and start walking and smoking cigarettes at this town mm-hmm. and then every all hell breaks loose essentially i don't know i thought it looked really i was really impressed with that intro mm-hmm. the music and everything building up to it just felt like something was happening right which, you know, this this is definitely something that gets me interested in a story when you kind of lay out some mystery a little bit. But like I said before, it felt a little too laid out and 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 other times super ambiguous. So it felt like it was trying to convince you that it's smarter than it is. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 So I can see where you feel that way a little bit, but I still enjoyed it. Like they spend a lot of time divulging everyone's sin, so to speak, in this movie and it's part of the process, which may feel a little dragged out for some people. And some of the flash scenes are kind of annoying. Um, oh, good. I'm glad I didn't. You weren't. I'm not the only one. I didn't look at it negatively necessarily. It just seems to happen a lot. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like it was a little overdone. Whereas like most movies, they have a flash and that's it. This had multiple flashes all the time. Mm-hmm. So if you have epilepsy, 
Might not be the best movie, by the way, for no. you. Um, but while it was in depth a little bit and it was shot and acted well, this kind of feels like it's missing the point in the ending. Like, I, I, it's hard to explain without spoiling it because there are some theories about it and nobody really knows exactly. It's all kind of on the nose, but not because it's also trying to be a very specific thing, but maybe not. So it's kind of up in the air. And we'll get into that more in the spoiler section. Just know that it's going to be a little ambiguous for some people. You'll probably think you know, but when the end happens, it will throw you off. And you're just like, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it really is. It was kind of uncomfortable. I don't know how to explain it. We'll talk about what happens and what led up to the ending so that you know what we're talking about. But it's not a terrible film at all. It just teeters on like good or just okay. Perhaps it's like a little, you know, strung along and empty to be as deep as maybe I wanted it to be. The action and the gore kind of, it, it's like, it's almost like these are just like little ideas that they didn't fully flesh out. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Like they had a general concept and they were going to l- allude to it in all these different moments in the film. And the acting was good, you know? Polly, right. Pollyanna McIntosh plays a fucking tough chick in this movie. Right. And I liked her for it. Like she's good. Mm-hmm. She plays, you know, on the verge of like this new cop. She's like this new ch- uh, chief constable, constable, uh, whatever they call them. Constables, is that what they call them? Yeah. Anyway. And then, of course, Liam is just really mysterious and really good at landing his lines. Uh, so he was really good. I like the dark tone overall. And it doesn't really fuck around. Plus, it has its point and purpose, even if it's not that profound, you know? Right. I'd still give this one a decent score, like a 6.5 or a 7. Like, I think some people will lean into it a little bit more and probably feel like it's a 7 out of 10 at the very least. So oh, good for them. It's like the other movie for me, only this one has more going on for it. I think it has some better scenes than the other movies, so I have to give it to it a little bit, you know? Right. Like, but it's good. It excels in different areas where the other movie didn't. Mm-hmm. Like story and, you know, but just barely, you know, it's just like, a little extra something, you know, mm-hmm. and mysterious. And I like the actors in this a little bit more than the other one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I cared about them more, I think. Uh, they were, You know, you follow them along, but... You cared about these characters? Well, I just kind of was interested in it. In, that's what I mean. Like, oh, and what they were doing. Right. Like, why they were bad, why they were good, why they did things that they did. It's a little annoying. It felt like, yeah, I really just wanted to know what was going on early on mm-hmm. because I felt like I knew. But I didn't really get the whole thing at the end, so we weren't exactly right. But I got more on that later. There is some gore in this movie, so if you like that, there's some pretty heinous, weird act parts in this movie where they like people go crazy. Um, But will you feel satiated by the end? Maybe not. You know, I still think it deserves a watch to figure that out. Mm -hmm. It is not like every other fucking movie, so. If you don't mind a little spotty of a film, but still has a pretty decent thing going for it, I'd say check it out. Uh, Now, we do. So you gave it a four. I gave it a 6.5 or a seven. So Jesus Christ, 5.25 or six. There you go. Mm. Mm-mm. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. I think it's, it's better than that. I don't think it's average, you know, or below it was annoying. average. It's an annoying movie. All right. All right. Annoying. You're annoying me right now. You're annoying me. Two out of ten. <laughs> pure garbage. Keep going. One out of ten. It's trash. Negative. Pure trash. 
Anyway, we do have some trivia on this movie, so we'll get into that and get into our scenes. There's a lot more trivia on this one, though, that I found. Okay. And we'll get into some of the theories about what the movie was about and everything like that. Uh, but if you don't want anything spoiled, of course, you can find this movie on Tubi as well. Uh, where did we watch it? Yeah, we watched it on Tubi. We did. Yeah. So if you want to check it out, check it out on Tubi. There are a couple other places. I think Amazon and then the new TZV or TZV or whatever it is. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. The new one that Jeff shows on. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, Jeff Lewis. No, Freeform. That's on Freeform. Is it? Oh, yeah. anyway, you can check it out on a lot of different places, but Tubi should have it. But if you know anything spoiled, here's your warning. We will let you know what we're watching by the end of this movie, by the end of this episode. So if you want to check back at the end, see what we're going to talk about, we'll lay it there. All right. So here's your warning. The idea came about early on in the middle of writing another story. I guess he was writing a short story or something like that. And I guess it came to him and he kind of had somebody else help. There was someone that was also written it or something like that. And mm -hmm. he helped out with the screenplay a little bit. Wasn't like mainly in control, just changed a few things, I guess. Pollyanna McIntosh got hurt on the set, apparently. Nothing too bad, I guess, but she said that she was putting a lot of energy into her character, which she's done a lot worse, trust me, acting physically, by the way. Like the the woman movie. Oh my right. god. Terrible. Upsetting movie. But she's a she does a fantastic job in that movie. But she put a lot of energy in this character too, and as as the character is, she's kind of a tough cop. So she apparently was doing something and she twisted and hurt her back really bad and had to go to the hospital with full blood and makeup on. <laughs> I guess it was like a fight scene. I guess they were doing oh, towards no. the end. And, and she said that the thing that, that struck her as odd is that nobody in Ireland gave two shits about <laughs> the blood, the blood and the makeup that she was wearing. They didn't even care. That's the way it should be. <laughs> I mean, yeah, technically. You know, but. they're medical professionals. Anyway, she said that it just was funny and that she she loved that moment. Uh, in the movie, they talk about there's a book that the stranger has. I don't know if you noticed this. Remember? Yeah, it has the names uh, in it. Let's just kind of talk about the general idea of what we got from this movie. Okay. okay. Stranger comes into town, talks to a bunch of bad guys, has like conversations with people about religion, but... Says he got kicked out of places because he didn't agree about humanity. So that it kind of puts him in the category of like different things. Uh, like a demon who came back right. and is like now collecting souls. But yeah, which we aren't sure. They never they never really say. And by the end, what the fuck? But there is a book that he has and there's some passages and things in there. And one of these uh, videos that I saw, I can't remember the name, by the way. My apologies. There was a, uh, a word in the book by itself, called Sisyphus, which is a constellation tied to the Greek god of the same name. Cepheus. Is that what it is? Cepheus. C-E-P-H-E-U-S. But in the Chinese astrology, based on the same uh, position and everything, there's a myth called the Black Tortoise of the North and the White Snake. And it's tied to the Black Warrior, which is another story. And this is a story about a man transcending his mortal form into a god. Mm -hmm. And so during this process, he has to change all, change everything about his body, including his guts, his arms, his legs. He replaces it with god stuff, a god. But ah. he slips open his intestines and tosses them into the sea, which those intestines then transform into the black tortoise. Gross. Who was oh, that it? makes totally scientific 
right sense. And in the story of the tortoise and the black and the white snake, they fall in love or something. Okay. So the white snake, he's like going to look for her, possibly the spirit of the north or the ocean of the wind, which is the the black tortoise, because he is the ocean wind and the spirit of the north, which is you know. Takes place in Scotland, which is pretty far north. So when he arrives from the ocean, some hypothesize that he is this turtle, the spirit of the north, the tortoise, the tortoise, the black tortoise. Uh, by the end, he's looking for his other half, a.k.a. Pollyanna, the white snake. But it's not confirmed. So that's just like a conceptual idea that someone had. Okay. Meaning that the director never tells anybody. Or there was never a premise to it no i you know maybe but it, it, it maybe it is it's maybe that's why maybe you're right um i'm probably right there's also you know religion in the movie and that may be tied obviously because the sergeant mentions it and so does the stranger mm-hmm. his character in imdb as i mentioned before is six he put he's put in a jail cell number six and there's six people six people who have six sins that he goes through and he lights a match each time and then blows it out when they die or kill themselves. Which is weird. Yeah. Okay. He also mentions uh, about getting tossed out for getting into an argument about humanity, which sounds a hell of a lot like Satan from heaven, right? Right. Now, the stranger also carries a book of names with him like that he always crosses out once he's like... Completed his the task of taking their soul. Exactly. Which he lights a match for each of them, you know, which definitely feels... Maybe that it might be because some people theorize that he's the Reaper and not right. the devil. Right. Uh, which, you know, kind of makes you said. Yeah, it kind of makes sense because I was thinking, what's that fucking movie? Mr. Black or something? Meet Joe Black. Yeah, Joe Black. Meet Joe Black. I only know that movie because they showed the Star Wars trailer when uh, during that movie. Ultra serious movie, but it's kind of it kind of feels like that. Right. Right. So and he gets hit by a car at the end, which is hilarious. It's like a pinball machine, like ding 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 oh, ding ding ding, ding 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 ding. When did you come down? Where did you go? <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, so yeah, a lot of people think he's the Reaper, which some you know think this movie takes place in purgatory because if you also notice in the movie, nobody's around. They burn the fucking police station down. Nobody around. Right. Yeah. Nobody in the stores. There's no paramedics. There's no other cops. No. And they even try, they even bring it up a couple of times when they're on the radios trying to call other cops. Right. And, and no, no one answers answering. except for the ones that are fucking. Oh, I never, I never, okay. They do some pans of stores that are closed or not open and you just kind of think, oh, it's late, right? Right. No, there's nobody. Yeah, that's the impression that they, so yeah, I, the, purg- the purgatory thing makes sense. Right. It was just seamless for the, for the sinners. Perfect situation where they all kind of meet. Mm. There's a couple of conversations in the movie where the stranger, he said, one of my favorite lines in the movie, by the way, is they're like, well, why don't you go back to hell or something like that? And he said, who knows? She's like, go to hell. And he's like, why go to hell when I'm here, all I'm the here. devils are here? Right. And it's like, oh, oh. that's when it's unfolding. <laughs> but yeah, so it's just a few things that I, I kind of looked up and watched and read about and saw in some interviews and things like that. So I thought it was kind of interesting, you know, like kind of interesting, but it doesn't really answer any questions, you know, a hundred percent, but that's why he kisses her in the end, you know, is the snake thing that, that whole story, mm-hmm. but maybe they're all just like same stories, just told different ways, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like how 
Jesus was retold like seven times before. Right. You know what I mean? Through like several Egyptian, different cultures. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like some praise the sun god, some praise, you know, all this other Son shit. of God. Right. The sun. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Double entendre. Yeah. I do. I like that. <laughs> son of a bitch. That too. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's terrible. Sorry, everybody. I'm just totally, you know, I like murdering babies. I don't know what it is, but I, I love the taste of their blood. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> they're saying it out loud. They're, they're, they're just laughing at us now. Just... <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, um, I like this movie a little bit more, I think, than you, but you didn't you didn't enjoy some of the scenes and stuff when people are yes, and the storytelling I, that they were having for each of the characters. I enjoyed it when the guy's head got shoved into the table leg. Oh, yes, I enjoyed that scene. The doctor. I really enjoyed towards the end the the other lady, not the 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 main one. She's running <laughs> through a broken window and she falls and oh. her neck hits the glass. And it like completely like she jags her neck or yeah, face on it. I thought it was her eye, neck. but I could be wrong. I thought it was no, it was her neck. I wrote down neck. Yeah, that she was, like trips or something, and it's like she's running away, and then yeah, she from the sergeant, and then uh yeah, she trips and face plants it on the the glass window, and I thought the sergeant when he starts going crazy and he wrapped himself up with barbed wire and was yeah like trying to be like Jesus or some shit I don't exactly know. walking around with a fucking shotgun just shooting everybody dude that was kind of dark like I wish they yeah, would have showed really a was. little bit more of that like. It's it, like if I feel like if they would have split this movie off into all these different directions and then like had all of them meet in this jail cell. Right. Instead it, of them being the cops. Right. But, and then going outwards with yeah. it a little bit. But I guess it makes sense because they're in purgatory. So they're having recollections and visions of this, mm-hmm. which, you know, Pollyanna, Pollyanna's character, Rachel, is in this movie and she is kind of bad, but not because... She she was like molested, which is really graphic, by the way. Yeah, like, I oh, I don't even want to talk about that. They like had music playing, so she always got triggered by hearing the song, which the stranger whistles at her at one point in time, and it, and she just gets totally triggered, like instantly, like no doubt you would. But allegedly, when they did the flashback of her being like trapped in this house, she's a little girl, by the, the way. The, in the, the past, the sixth guy like knocked on the door. To distract the guy so she could escape. I'm like, okay. Right. So she goes running down the street. So there's like a 10 minute scene of her running down the street. But I don't understand what she did wrong. Like, what? What's her sin? I don't know what the. I don't know what that was about necessarily. It's kind of confusing. Well, he did say something about forgiveness. Like, like she needs to forget. I'm like, no. Well, he knew she was a fighter and smart, and right. that's and then like I guess. It's weird because, you know, he looks the same in her flashback by the end of the movie when they kind of explain that he's the one that showed up to save her Mm -hmm. in the end. And he's kind of been around forever. It's just weird kind of thinking that the guy who saved you is now the guy that you're going to make out with. Yeah, that was weird. There's something kind of gross about that. You know what I mean? I get that, you know, maybe she's the embodiment of this character gone through so many different lies and he finally found her. He finally tripped over her in his course of trying to stop all these bad guys and he recognizes her mm-hmm. and then he's in love with her or whatever and he's always had this feeling about her. But it just kind of comes across as pedophilia 
a little bit, you know, when you're doing it that yeah. way. I know it's not what they meant and it's not anything to be upset about, but it just has that feel about it. It's weird. Yeah, like I'm not going to give it bad marks because I felt a certain way about it, but it's pretty apparent and I think most people are going to feel that way. It's a little awkward because they kiss at the end like real deeply. And you're it's just like, like, what? What is going what, on? Where am I? And they ended it like that, too. Yeah, so he's like, like, do you oh, remember I... me as a little when I was a little girl? And he's like, yes, I do. Let's make out. Like, ew. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, I did like the sergeant, by the way. The sergeant was fucking freaky as shit. Yeah. He, he was so on edge all the fucking all time. All the time. Everything that that girl, Jennifer, the main star, Pollyanna McIntosh, says to that guy is always some bullshit. Like he's always arguing with her and always being so dismissive about stuff she says or just being a dick in general. He's just a very shit character that is interesting. Now, personally, I don't believe in his religious stuff, but, you know, because I'm an adult, I don't need to care about his this character's personal. (laughs) I'm making a joke about dash cam. Never mind. Oh, I see. Okay. Because <laughs> everybody's like, I can't watch the movie because, you know, and I get it. I get it. I'm not, I'm just being funny. But it's like, do we all agree with Freddy Krueger here? Because I don't want to support a child pedophile guy who got caught on fire. But you know? you know what the issue is? It's Robert England. He wasn't doing that in real life. They think she is doing this in real life. Right. Just because. Yeah. Anyway. But you get him. I'm just making a joke. Sorry. Uh, fail. See, I joke fail. Both sides get the heat, guys. You don't understand, okay? Like I, it's it's I'm a weird uh, character in between everything. So just when you think you know me, boom! I'm a I'm a surprise. <laughs> anyway, that was funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought his character was really cool, though. The sergeant, he goes absolutely nuts. He's got bodies in his fringe fridge. He's like that guy. What was the guy who was uh Dahmer? Yeah, Dahmer. It was like it was like the story of Dahmer, only the sergeant because the, the Scottish, the Scottish Dahmer. Yeah, he would. Well, you know, also you got fucking Wayne Gacy, uh, John Wayne Gacy, who would lure boys in to have sex with them, and then was ashamed about it, and then would of course kill them and dismember them. Uh, the How fr- dare they? The fridge scene totally reminded me of fucking Hannibal. You said his name the first time. The Dahmer. Bridge- Dahmer, you know, it's got a Dahmer feel just all about it with that fridge, even in like the depictions and stuff they show. It looks very similar to it. Mm-hmm. And they even show a scene where he's like, hey, let's party with this this like same sex guy. And like and then he just starts stabbing him all the time. And <laughs> it's like, Ugh. it's like it's really dark. But I don't know. I, I really just I kind of threw me for uh uh, it like flipped my fucking brain out mm-hmm. because he like leaves early on because he knows that they're onto him somehow because this Liam guy says a few things that make him like lose his shit and he's so scared to get caught. So he decides to just lean into the crazy and just let everybody know that he's the fucking murderer. And when he comes back, it's kind of glorious. Like he just starts fucking shooting everybody like, <laughs> which I thought was kind of cool. And uh, what's his name? Didn't even collect their souls, did he? I thought he did, because I remember him saying that. They did have flashbacks before. Right. Yeah, because, like, the both of them died to that guy. Because the guy shot him, shot the dude, the the male cop, Jack, 
in the chest. He drops, and you think he's going to shoot him in the head, but he just shoots him in the chest again, right? I think so. And then she goes running, the the uh, Jennifer girl or whatever, his uh, cheating uh, mistress, okay, his partner, remember? Right. But yeah, I really like that. When it gets to the end, it's really cool. I also kind of like the character uh, Caesar a little bit because he's the kid that you, you kind of catch on that he hits some girl because in the very beginning, he's, he, he hits the- He hits a girl. <laughs> he hits the stranger. Right. And then he has a flashback of hitting the girl. Right. But you don't know what year it is. It was the same night. It was weird. Yeah, they made it. It was no, the same night. It was night. the same night because they were like, you could call and we could save her, but he, she already died or something. Yeah, he was like, what did he say to him? He's like, you don't, you don't have to go to this. You don't have to go and be a bad man. You still have time. She's still alive out there. You just need to say and do the right thing. It's like, but I'll get in trouble. And he's like, well, how much more trouble would you get in if you didn't? Right. And he's like, fuck. I need to tell you something, officer. And they ignored him. Yeah. And then she ended up dying. And he's like, it doesn't matter anyway. It's too late. It's uh, She died two minutes ago. Right. And it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so he, 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 it was cool. I liked how he was like, you have an opportunity that not many people get. I'm letting you know now. That you could save this girl's life and you will not go to hell. Well, and then there was the doctor who murdered his family. That was like... Oh, that was dark, that too. That was fi- a filler, though, too. It was kind of It didn't of really stupid. make sense because he's no, like... No, it didn't. They didn't really like, explain his motive. Right. Like, the cop, you get it. He's crazy. He believes in religion and... Well, you- the, the doctor said he was just kind of over it his whole life. Right. He just... But he started experimenting on them. Like cutting the top of his child's head off, right? With a saw, yeah. Like what the fuck? Okay. But yeah, the stranger really calls him out. He's like, "That's one pale horse," or something like that. Yeah, it triggered him. That was the start of it. Yeah, yeah. And then the doctor attacked right. the guy, and then they had to put the doctor in jail. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's some pretty cool scenes. Also, that guy with the wife beater who hit his head on the fucking cell. And you could see the skin coming off of his head after he was bashing it on the oh, yeah, that's in between right. the bars. Crazy. That was like pretty good, like practical yeah. effects. That was that was funny. Too. And then there was also that scene, the one of my favorite gore scenes is when she smacked the fucking sergeant in the head with the fucking uh what do you call it? The uh fire extinguisher. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Cause like that's a fire extinguisher kill. Right. It's not a real memorable one because like irreversibles. But it is, like, his face was pretty smashed in, which mm-hmm. is kind of funny. But, yeah, so, I don't know. I liked it. I think it's pretty decent. I think I got it for a dollar at the Dollar Tree one time on DVD. I never did watch the extras in there either, so. Oh, you do have the DVD then. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we have the DVD. We don't have the Blu-ray, but I'm oh, fine with the DVD. You it's, just don't know where it is? No, yeah, it's out in the living room. It's in the overflow. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. Our overflows like three, four hundred movies. <laughs> yeah, we'll put that on the like, list. Organize it. Which is why we always have trouble trying to figure out what we're going to watch next week. Speaking of which, we're not going to have a next week. So yeah, next week we're off. Yep. We're not going to do shit. Nope. Uh, yeah, we just need a break. Uh, it'll help me to catch up on some sleep. Get videos. A- yeah, try to get some videos and stuff done. Like it just. I've been having a hell of a time. I like literally, guys. Like while at the end of this podcast, I've <laughs> been Christina's laughing at me and shit. <laughs> like she thinks it's funny, but it's like He's really like a, poor thing is falling asleep and his head is hit the mic. Yeah, I was falling asleep and I feel bad because Mike did that before, but he was drunk. I'm I'm dealing with narcolepsy. You're narcolepsy. Yeah, that's a little different, I think. But 
Yeah, I, I just am like having troubles with this shit and I'm not, I'm perfectly okay, guys. Like, yeah, I need to take care of uh, this narcolepsy thing, but I'm not like, it's not like I'm fucking, I've got like a cancer in my head or something like that. Like every time I tell people about the narcolepsy, I just find it fascinating because I, you know, I've only shown signs of it like twice in my entire life and now it's happening. So, but yeah, we're going to, we'll let you guys know what we're going to do the following week. Um, definitely stay locked to the YouTube because we'll have some reviews up there. Maybe Christina will join me for something fun or silly on a stream or something like that. We also do streaming on Monday, Wednesday, and Saturdays. We might not stream on Monday, so we're probably just going to like kick back, take it easy for the 4th of July and just, uh, you know, take it easy. So I hope you guys will come back. We'll be back after next week, obviously with some brand new fucking movies or maybe some old ones. I don't know. Have you ideas, Christina? Maybe we should let them pick. Or we can watch The Purge. No. <laughs> Two on the nose. Yes. Have them pick. We'll figure it out. Okay. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in this week. I hope you uh, enjoyed this episode of these two movies. Have you seen these? Are you fans of these? Do you think we underscored them, overscored them? What are your thoughts about these movies? You know, everybody's opinion is different. We have our own theories, thoughts, and things about these movies that we like or dislike. So let us know in the comment section down below or write us or whatever. Also, please do share our episode with anyone that you know, because this is how we survive and get by is through your support. So thank you guys so much. And as always, long live the voice.